If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, Brandon Pham, and with me, a special guest for this roundtable news episode, a man that needs no introduction, but I'm going to give an intro anyways. Ray Graham, how you doing, Ray? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing good, dude. Uh... Hopefully every month that goes by as we do this roundtable, one of us at least gets a little richer. But uh, <laughs> without further ado, the pandemic is almost over. I know people are sick and tired of us talking about the pandemic, but it's been quite a year. And I, I think people will appreciate once this is all over to look back at how we chronicled you know, our struggles. And uh, I would like to kind of hear from you, man. Did you get your vaccine? You know, they, you are of that age, yet. right? 65, right? <laughs> uh, no, 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 not, no, that no, not quite yet. Not that old quite yet. Oh, no. okay. All right. um, but no, but I actually am, I am eligible to get it as a, as an educator. Yeah. Uh, but I just haven't, haven't gotten around to doing that yet. Um, but yeah, I, I plan. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I can get on the list pretty soon. Yeah, yeah man. I think uh, I, I think I feel like almost all my friends have gotten it, <laughs> and they're not at all in that like age group or whatever reason, right? They're just basically yeah. driving two hours in this remote city that there's a surplus of vaccines, and they just take it. So there are ways to do it uh, yeah. if you don't want to wait around and play by the rules. But uh, <laughs> I am very happy, at least, that uh, we're almost done with this, man. What's the first thing that you're going to be doing? I'm going to go on vacation, but I, I, I would. I'm not. I'm not quite yet bust out the confetti and the and all of the the party hats and stuff and celebrating just yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I think we have to see how the vaccine rollout goes. But yeah, maybe by July, we might be in a in a better in a better spot. Like who knows. I hope I hope yeah. it'll be a little sooner, man. I'm ready to party like next month. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean there there's been quite quite a bit of activities. Uh, I think we talked to death about how remote work is staying, and uh, let's just go right into it, man. Let's talk about roundtable news. So this is a segment that is reflecting opinions of our own and not of our employers. Uh, so please don't get us fired. And we just roundtable news uh, discussion about what the biggest topics were the last month, right? So this one in particular, I wanted to kind of touch base on. And as in the time of this recording, this is fresh off the press. Well, so Star Citizen, uh, they have a, a combination of four to five different studios across 
the world or at least the United States, right? One of their primary tech center is in Texas and they're in hot waters lately, mainly because Texas went through the craziest winter storm in the past 30 years where people were basically frozen inside their homes, power cut off, worst disaster ever to hit that state for a while. And Star Citizen uh, employees were told that any time off would be counted towards PTO or would have to be made up later in the week or after. Uh, I would love to kind of hear your response to that. I just thought personally they were inedibly never crunchy. Like I didn't think money was such an issue, but I guess it is. What do you think? I don't know what to say, but I, I, th- I think I think they've always been crunching. I think they 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 stay crunching over there in order to make the content right. Um, you know, the game's nowhere near done or nor near ready, and so they they have to be they have to be working really hard. Um, but yeah, but when you know your pipes are frozen and your house is all mashed up and you have no power, I think I think uh, I think a studio should be able to say to their employees, yeah. Yeah, like just get yourselves back on your feet before even thinking about work. Yeah, so what what's the deal here? Did they think for some reason that uh nothing would be said of this? I mean, of course they're outright just denying uh that this was the case, but there's a lot of anonymous employees that are reported to Kotaku and this reason the sources must be pretty checked out uh for something this big to kind of go out like I I guess I was in a little bit of a little fantasy land with them uh because I always thought because they never seemed to be in a rush of things that uh somehow they were not really ever in need of <laughs> or in worry of money. And so it was surprising to me to kind of hear that uh, uh, through a winter storm, they were expecting people to still work like everything was cool. Um, does that mean that every week, really, they are running out of money? Is that the thing? Is that the deal? Like, like I met, like they used to have, I don't know if they still do on their website, they have a, a fundraising tracker that tracks how much money um, that, that it was coming in. I don't know if they still have that, right? But they've raised a lot of money, right? Through through releasing more content and selling ships and all of that, right? Yeah. So there's, you know, it's probably just a constant assembly line of just cranking out, trying to crank out content to meet the things that have either already been sold and haven't been delivered yet or or the, the new things that they need to sell in order to keep the money flowing, right? Because that game, I don't, I don't even know how long it's been now for Star Citizen. Like I, I lost count, right? How many years it's been. Um, but yeah, but I, I imagine, yeah, I imagine they're there. That team is probably working so hard to fix so many different issues um, and, and get, get the game in shape in order for people to play. And, and as I heard, it's still in a very bad, bad state. Right, so uh, them being forced to crunch through through a winter storm in Texas is actually, uh, or not necessarily being forced to crunch, but but being 
being urged to use whatever time off they have as PTO um, is, is just very um, insensitive. Yes. Yes. Unfeeling, unfeeling and insensitive is definitely um, what comes to mind. Well, what's weird is that everyone's working from home anyways. And yes, technically they're not checking into career force, obviously because the power is out, right? Like, what is the worry there? Like, are they bleeding? Like to me, it just really is telling of how money is draining from that company for, for them to feel that that week of impact is so huge that they cannot no. uh, just let their employees play survival. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's that though. I just, I just think they're just bad managers and just, and just uh-huh. not nice people. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean, right? Like, I don't, I don't know if it's like, oh my god, we have to work in order to make us money, right? But I just think they're just, just not good people, not good managers, and not really treating their their team as human beings. You know, that's really what I see. Right? And if I, and if you phrase it that way, it's not very. That's not a very unique attitude in, in the industry, right? It's very old. It's a very old <laughs> way of thinking, man. I have to say, remote remote working should be a huge shift of mentality by now, right? And and to go back to think that people basically have to be on camera on like how exactly do you check progress besides you know looking at perforce right at this point? Uh, like it's very odd to me to kind of see that this is still happening in a remote pandemic world that they think somehow PTO matters. Like how, how does that really still work anymore? I mean, are people still confined? You tell me, right? Because you still work at a company. Are people still kind of confined to the eight hour PTO day limit? Like how does that factor in? And this might range from company to company, but how exactly are companies kind of dealing with that right now? With what? With PTO? Yeah, just PTO, right? PTO are like, you have your, your 40 hour slot vacation time and we're still counting a day as eight hours? Or Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. Well, why would we be counting a day any other any other? Because you guys ain't that. doing eight hours. <laughs> no one's doing eight hours in a pandemic actually, world. Actually, actually, you know what though? What yeah. we found like what most folks have found during the pandemic. We're way more now. Doing- People are doing more than eight hours a day. Yeah. So, are we getting more PTO right. then? <laughs> well, definitely not. Definitely not. But, but so people are working more than eight hours a day, right? So yeah. Um, so I don't think uh, productivity or anything like that is much of an issue. Although I see people struggling with kids and all the other things that got going on, but people usually make up the time themselves because we're all adults. You know what I mean? And and, uh, and we will figure out a way to make it happen, uh, regardless. Um, yeah well the thing is the company it's located in austin right and there's a lot of game companies around austin and we're seeing here on the article right here uh just to kind of name a few certainty uh certain affinity alchemy labs ea gearbox gearbox of all people uh did not fully suspend operations but also provide us resources for employees like they hotel accommodation they actually made the effort right Mm-hmm. So it's very weird that uh, Cloud Imperium Games, the makers of uh, Star Citizen, didn't really do much of that. 
<laughs> and instead told them to kind of make up the time uh, and, and not break. take this as a break. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize it was that bad at, at Cloud Imperium, bro. I, I, I had a, just an impression that people were just swimming in money at offices. <laughs> and that work didn't matter as much. I don't think I don't think the money is trickling trickling down quite that hard. Yeah, I definitely uh, I definitely don't think that's happening for sure. For sure. How much money do you need for a game, man? At this point, how many years? How many years has it been? How many years has it been? Yeah, let me look it up. <laughs> Citizen Wikipedia. Yeah, it's going to say twenty eleven or something at this yeah. point. Oh my god. It's been like 10 years, really. Oh, spiritual successor to 2003's Freelancer. Uh, pre-production of the game began in 2010 with production starting in 2011. <laughs> Dude, nailed it with pure instincts. My bullshit meter was so on. I was like, mm, 2011. <laughs> wow, that was a game that was kickstarted in 2011. Yeah, we're we're in twenty twenty one, dude. I gave, them, I gave them money in twenty eleven. I I, I I I put money into the Kickstarter. Wow, um, and you I forgot. Know, I haven't. I haven't forgot. I haven't booted it up. I haven't booted it up in a long time. Um, but like, damn, yeah, ten ten years, man. That's that's. A, so what what exactly? So kind of invite me back into this world. What is it that <laughs> you guys are getting? Like, are you getting like? I don't alpha, even know. Like I, test I, I drops? Don't even know. I don't even know. Actually, you know, there's, yeah, yeah, there is alpha builds that you could, like, I could log in right now and probably get the latest drop, right? And, and are people in there? It. And last time I was there, there was a lot of people in there and it ran at like five, five frames a second and then I turned it off and went about my life, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe it's better now. Maybe, maybe there's more folks in there now. Um, the game's still not fully there or shipped last I heard. Um, like, yeah, I just, I don't know, man, 10 years. Oof. Yeah. Chris Roberts. That, that's the first sign right there. And yeah. if you're, if the guy's name, both his first and last name are first names. That's Sierra killer. Uh, <laughs> that's Sierra killer. Uh, sign, signs all over the place. No, the funny thing is, is like he suggested that the game might be released in 2014, <laughs> back in <at> 2012, <laughs> when it was crowdfunded. Oh, this dude! Um, yeah, it's you know scope, scope, scope creep, um, and it just went out of control. You know, I'm a big Wing Commander fan, and I wanted to display another Wing Commander game, and and that just did not happen. Well, let me ask you this before we kind of get off the subject, right? What yeah. game since kind of helped help, help deliver this original vision of Star Citizen that basically came out in that Elite span Dangerous. of time? Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous is on the same yeah. par and have yeah. been released since then, right? I, I was, no, I would, I would say Elite Dangerous kind of took a different tax, right, where it was a pretty... Um, it was like, you know, space combat game. And then they added more things over the years. And now it's like, you know, you can land on planets and do all sorts of craziness in that game now. Right. So they did like iterative releasing the parts that they could do and then, uh, and then made the game better over time. Um, and it's a very hardcore space sim, you know, you know, it's, it's a great game. 
and and yeah, and it's it, and from my experience with it, it's definitely in way better shape than uh, than Stars is. Right. All right, I'm just kind of. I need to read more about this. Like, this on the Wikipedia. I'm reading off of right now. Right, private funding. Yeah. I forgot that they had a whole private funding besides the Kickstarter stuff and, and self yeah. crowdfunding. So in 2018, uh, in terms of private funding, let's see. Let's read this real quick. Uh, there was a billionaire who purchased 10% stake in Cloud Imperial Games for $46 million, placing the valuation of the company at $460 million, which is uh, very questionable since the company never even shipped a game yet. Yeah. Man, so, so that's the impression, right? The trickle-down thing is real. If these guys are crunching through a Texas disaster, uh, that's a lot of money, man. Are they really running out of money? <laughs> <laughs> this is on top of the 200 plus million of crowdfunding that they already got, right? They got yeah, another 46 the last two years. That's yeah, think, how much. Yes, money how, how, big, how big is how big is that team? It's been 10 years. Four you know studios. I mean? And they hired they hired like actors to do mocap and voice acting. Oh, and Luke like, Skywalker's in there, yeah. Like, yeah, man, they're they're just burning, burning money, right? The the run rate is probably very high. There you go. Um, no Man's Sky, Elite Dangerous gets yeah, compared to Star go. Citizen. Right. Yeah. And then, and then both of those games kind of shipped not done and then kind of added features and, and made the games better over time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's, it's a shame. It's just, it's just a shame. And then hearing this news today about, about employees in Texas just being told to take PTO, I was just like, I was like, it's just a shame. You know, like it's, it's pretty heartless. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not a place that it doesn't seem like the, a place that you would want to go and, and uh, grow and build a career. It just, def- just definitely doesn't sound like that. Yeah. I, I thought it was one of those places because I do know a few people that went through or, and actually are there and they're just like, just collecting the paycheck. Um, I thought, yeah. I thought they were kind of just gelling with it. But yeah, hearing what happened the last two weeks with them, uh, it really made me question. Like, I guess they're not doing okay um, <laughs> if they're being dicks about it. It's 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 like basically a tornado in your front yard, and you're telling people to take PTO. <laughs> it's like, how do you not think that would go out bad? You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Man. I don't know. I'm just yeah. Well, hopefully that's enough news for game developers out there not to go over there anymore. And hopefully that's enough for crowdfunders <laughs> to stop crowdfunding. I don't know what else needs to be done for these guys to not get money and be still kicking and, and, and surviving. But let's go to a, a second part of the news that I, I think that I, I want to really dive into a little bit more. That just seems to not die, uh, which is the Epic versus Apple thing, right? So... You know, to kind of catch up uh, the the listeners and viewers out there, um, the Epic and Apple thing, Apple subpoenaed Valve Software, revealing that in November 2020, this past couple months, actually, it actually asked them and demanded to provide huge amounts of commercial data about Steam sales and operations going over multiple years, which is very odd because, first of all, it's Epic versus Apple. Valve has no skin in the game. 
But for some reason, Apple thought that they can get this all this private information from Pal to to use as a dispute against App Epic uh, about its payment system, how valuable the PC markets uh, space is, right? And Valve again is a private company, right? So they're not even doing it on their own, and somehow Apple, a potential competitor, maybe maybe not. Uh, somehow think that they can get this data. So what what is this thinking? Um, I would love to kind of hear your take on it. Like, why would Apple think that this was a thing that can be done? <laughs> that, <laughs> that that they can get by with this? Is it this misunderstanding of how game development works, or what is it? No, it's <laughs> it's it's Apple being Apple, right? It's it's Apple saying, "Hey, we're Apple, so we're going to ask for this." And we have a ton of lawyers, so like, just give it to us. And then Valve was like, "We have a lot of money too. What are you guys talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, <laughs> that's really, that's really what that's about. They were really betting on Valve not being able to lawyer up and and fight on this. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it just seems kind of crazy that uh, they were just think asking for all that information from a private company. And being like, it's very reasonable um, inspecting Valve just to hand over basically all of this private data that speaks to how much money they're making and, and how valuable the company is as a private company. That just seems like they're they're crazy, especially when Valve has no no part in their fight. In mobile, right? yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's not just mobile. This is really a fight over app stores, right? Sure. And that's why Apple wanted that, that, that data um, to see kind of but that's what I mean. It's such a big jump. Like Valve doesn't even sell MOBA's stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I wonder how their Valve store works on the App Store. I guess. But I don't think Valve is. I don't think Valve. Is, well, at least on it is on the Mac. Like, like you know, Valve does some um, distribute games on the Mac, right? But like, I think this. Like, I think Apple just wanted data about. What is the extent of the PC gaming space, which is the space that Epic, the Epic Game Store also competes in, and and wanted to somehow use that information against against Epic, right? Right. Yeah. So to kind of read off this article for PC Gamer, Apple subpoenaed Valve under the basic argument that certain Steam information would be crucial to building its case against Epic, which is about all uh, competitive practices. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought this was a joke when I read it, man. Uh, uh, Apple's argument is made by the law for McDormand, Will, and Laurie. Well, sounds like the typical idiots. Uh, and states that Valve is relevant to the case against Epic because Valve's digital distribution service, Steam, is the dominant digital game distributor on the PC cloud. Is it a direct competitor to the Epic Game Store? <laughs> what? Even if that is the case. <laughs> I never... It, has that ever happened before where a third party got pulled in like that and had to give up information? In- I'm, sure it's, I'm sure there's probably some cases where that has happened before, but I, I don't know of, of, of them, you know. Um, but that, yeah, that just seems kind of crazy. Um. So just to kind of make it clear, right? These are the things that were being asked, right? Just I'm going to list it off. Uh, A, there was total yearly sales of apps and in-app products. B, annual advertising revenues from Steam. C, annual sales of external products and attributable to Steam. I'm pretty sure 
these are information that <laughs> their private investors at Valve does, don't really, really have access to. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you, you know what just you know what just occurred to me is probably Apple wants this to show that them not putting Fortnite on the on the Apple Store is really not a big financial burden to Epic. I see. Because the Epic Game Store is making money hand over fist in this very large and lucrative um, PC um, gaming space, right? And so that if they could get numbers for Valve, hard numbers for Valve, and then say Epic owns 20% of this of the same market share, they can put a dollar value on that and say, see, they're not struggling. Right, you know, you know what I mean, right? Still, um, they can't maybe, deduct. Maybe, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe that's what I'm sure that's kind of the secondary reason for what they're trying to do. But yeah. even they can't deduct from how Valve is doing uh, to to really say how Epic Store is doing. Right? It's not. <laughs> that's not the whole. They don't have a no, global they- number of sales on PC to kind of deduct valve sales to get epic's number um, but, but no but you do you do extrapolation you say this is this is the this is the total address market this is the you know the total amount of money that you could make in this market um and just be like yeah they're fine like why why are they sweating fortnite on, on the apple store right so with the past four months i think we were kind of pushing it to being done by December where Epic folds or they are really putting in a fight. Right. Um, I, actually, I think I, actually, hold on. I, I think I do. I think I remember I was, I was talking to you before mm-hmm. and, and was it me? Did it, did I say it was going to be over soon? Isn't that what I said? Or was it you who said that? I can't remember. I think you were I, confident that by December, this would be all over uh, okay. of last yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was so, something so, like so that. I was, so, so I was horribly wrong, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so what, 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 with some retrospect, do you think is going on here where Epic is just going the full throttle all the way? Tim, Tim, Tim doesn't ain't backing down, man. He just he, he wants. He is wants. it just really stubbornness, or is this really helping? Are they making the enough money where this is kind of helping boost Fortnite awareness uh, even more? I think I what, think there's like, there's got to be something, right? I'm just I, like you know, there's a tweet from February seventeenth that, that Tim did, right? Like you know, Apple still claims rules apply to every developer. Yeah. Right. And then he listed the developers that um, that don't pay anything. Right. Google and Facebook ads, Netflix, Amazon Video, direct payment. Um, Amazon Video paid through Apple is at a fifty percent um, discount. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's so he's like, look, we we should be. First of all, I don't think Fortnite and Epic are as big as Netflix, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. But but uh, he wants he wants a level playing field, right? For for all of all developers, right? Yeah, man. I'm just reading more of this. How Valve is responding. I think it's worth including for all the listeners out there. And I'll link this all up so you can read it for yourself for a late night uh, humor. <laughs> so Valve, of course, argues against the court for the subpoena, saying that they're not even a competitor in the mobile space. Since this began with Fortnite, 
on iOS. It makes the point that Valve is not Epic, and Fortnite is not even available on Steam. Further says that Apple is using Valve as a shortcut to a huge amount of third-party data that rightfully belongs to those third parties. (laughs) Oh, man. Apple is, yeah, like you said, man, I think they're still on top of the world that they forget (laughs) how the world works. Um, This is hilarious, man. I mean, I, I, I can't even believe they took that seriously. But it, to me, it just further makes this little legal battle between Epic and Apple a little bit more serious than I thought it was. Uh, and then I thought it was just them promoting a new season of Fortnite, primarily, right? With a free Fortnite <laughs> thing. I was like, oh, it'll last about a couple months. But they are dragging it out where they're foregoing all that money on the mobile space right now to to yeah. kind of fight this but if you if you think about it, what it means right like if they get the epic store on on apple and get yeah. to keep all of the money yeah. you know that's worth fighting for right because that's a lot a lot a lot of money yeah you know what i mean and so and so like the the long term goal on it, if, if they're successful, it, it means a huge amount of extra revenue. But they so, had that extra revenue. My argument is still the same. They had a hundred million dollars per month on the iOS, and now they right. don't. That's just this is for one game, bro. You're thinking too small. This is for one game. It's too right? small. Yeah, they're they're, they're thinking. A yeah. whole app store, right? Like a whole ecosystem. There's uh, no way Apple will ever fold, though. I mean, they're making it damn clear. They, <laughs> like they, they feel they are so confident, man, and so wow. looking ahead. They're trying to get yeah. Valve's data. It's like, hey, what, what's going on in the PC space? Maybe we should look into that. <laughs> Can we talk to Valve, please? I'm done with talking to Epic about the silliness. I'm trying to get something more than just arguing. Uh, Apple has infinite money, right? And so they could fight this for a long time. But also, Epic is not broke. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know what I mean? They they have a lot of money too, right? So, um, so we'll just see like how how that goes. But yeah, it's crazy. Oh, man, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a number. I'm sure there's a number of money that you spend doing this where you just have to stop and give up, right? Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know when that when that horizon is coming for this fight. Let's take a break and hear a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Silent Media. You are creating an exciting world, but are the players truly connecting with your story? Audio is the main line to your player's emotional core. Good or bad game audio can often be the difference between a player continuing in their journey or giving up. At Silent Media, they know game audio. They've been through challenges before and they want to help. So you can book a free game audio strategy session to tell them more about what you're working on. Go ahead and go to silentmedia.com forward slash booking spelled S-I-L-E-N media.com forward slash booking. Look, guys, audio is one of those things that can be very difficult. You have no idea what to do with it. Now, you don't have to figure it out on your own, especially if you're an indie company or you're working with a small group. 
you guys already have your plates full of responsibility. So why not seek a professional help on a very important part of your game? Go to silentmedia.com right now forward slash booking and give it a try. Just meet the guys over there and just see what you can end up with. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. All right, back to our episode. Last but not least, uh, one of the last things I want to start talking to you about is, um, you know, there was recent news in the past month about uh, Anthem, right? Uh, And how, surprise, surprise, they're not going to continue with that game. (laughs) It's very short news, but nonetheless, uh, I feel like EA has been kind of on this journey, right? Um, they they lost the Star Wars license, right? Um, even though Respawn made a great Star Wars game, but Ubisoft is doing an open world Star Wars game now. Yeah, uh, but I, I thought I thought EA is doing one too, though, right? There's one that EA is working on. Yeah, I'm sure Respawn is doing uh, their second sequel, right? Uh, but yeah. they don't have the exclusive license anymore. Right. And out of all the big parties. I feel EA has been kind of on a downward spiral as of late with just barely keeping their heads up with not just Bioware products, right? With the Mass Effect franchise and then Anthem. But the pandemic hasn't really been an EA celebration, uh, I feel. (laughs) There hasn't been any games from EA camp that has been making any waves, right? This past yeah. isn't that kind of odd. This whole year and nothing. Uh, I'm, trying, from, I'm, try, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Like, what's what's what have they come up with lately? And, and nothing. Like, That's I, the I, thing. I, I, we haven't heard nothing. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> which makes me, about Battlefield. Right. Nothing about Battlefield. Um, yeah. Even respawn. There was uh, a Medal of Honor game, but it was VR. It wasn't really. Yeah. Let's be real. Apex, Apex is just making money head over fist, right? So, are they? I don't know, <laughs> man. I feel like that game has been losing a lot of steam. It's a solid game, sure, yeah. but in terms of battle royale, what do you hear the most? It's been wars and wars on this pandemic, and True. then um, even Fortnite. I didn't really hear too much things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Apex have been. I'm, I don't, sure I'm not even game. sure the third. I'm sure. Here's the thing too with the battle royales. It's like, oh, I haven't been hearing much about that game. It's it's like it's maybe down ten percent. So now instead of like four hundred million dollars, it's making <laughs> yeah. only three hundred million, right? Like or whatever stupid number you throw out. Like like a lot of these games are doing just fine and still making a ton a ton of money, right? Sure, and, but and they're probably ways. making a ton less than they want. What I'm trying sure, to see is this, or, or there's just this there's ways to try to get more, uh, drum up more attention to get more revenue. You know? Right, right. Well, I'm just trying to outline this this trend that we're seeing from these big companies. Right, we're going into a new generation of systems, a new generation of games, mm-hmm. and it is like a a, a big painting overall picture of what these uh, companies are going into this new era with. And uh, Ubisoft seems very stable, right? Uh, They're very good at rotating open world games, right? They have their thing. Uh, And now they have the Star Wars thing and people are excited about. 
EA, just this PS4 era, have been struggling a lot. Like, I feel like they, they're taking longer. And the quality of the games, they come out with games that are, like, the most buggy. And just, I've never seen so many games that they've launched day one that have so much bad press uh, other than EA. <laughs> and they just seem to kind of own that now. And have, you seen their new, have you seen their new game? Or at least it was in beta a couple of weeks ago, uh, Knockout City. Knockout City? No, I have not heard about yeah. it. Well, you want to explain that to me? Well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's, uh, it's a dodgeball game, basically. Dodgeball? And his teams, his teams of three playing playing dodgeball, and uh, it's actually like I, I played the demo and I actually enjoyed playing it. It seemed pretty cool. Uh, looks like it's set up, you know, for free to play, microtransactions, you know, all the things. Right? It's, it's a fun, it's a fun game. Right? It seems pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how how much that will gain traction. Bro, none. How about none? <laughs> <laughs> Looks so stupid, man. Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> Dodgeball, dude. <laughs> oh my god! It's funny looking at this and like you know the work I do with game heads. Uh, there's a student game um, where it's uh, looks similar. It's called The Grounds. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's a dodgeball game, uh, right? But it's in 2D. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, like I guess I can see this is like this, uh, uh, a professional version of that. You know? There shouldn't be a professional version of that. That's the point. <laughs> it should be an idea. There should be a kid again sometime. But this is what I mean, man. It's just nothing EA. Uh, pandemic was a missed opportunity. It, it, to me, it was uh, such a big year for game development to kind of figure shit out. But also, what are we doing with it, right? To take advantage of everyone being at home. And EA didn't do anything. Um, they completely missed and dropped the ball. You know, dodgeball. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Although EA is also having some um, some investigations around FIFA Ultimate Team, but I would just say like uh, like you know FIFA, Madden, you know yeah, Live. Sure. Right? These these things are still gonna money making be, be paying the bills. You know. So yeah. Yeah. So that I, I guess my question to you is like, well, how long will it take for them to? kind of do the Konami thing, right? Where like they just focus all their efforts and the sure money makers and not take these wild misses that they've been kind of doing. Like how much more are they going to finance any of that anymore? Are they done with that? I I don't think they're done with that. You know, I think they're always going to have something, something to try to make, try to um, branch out and make a success with something new. I think they're always going to do that. Um, but yeah, but they they and they usually don't do that. They usually stay and just focus on the money makers, focus on battlefield, focus on uh, what's the other one, Medal of Honor, focus on uh, whatever Bioware is doing, and, and then that's it. You know what I mean? Um, but we'll we'll, so we'll see. Like uh, I I still have faith that they you know the money makers still make enough money where they can still take risks and make something cool. Right? I think the the dragon the new Dragon Age that they're working on could be cool. You know what I mean? So 
that is see. being completely relaunched internally five times <laughs> because they can't pay good idea. Like I'm right now we're kind of looking at the biggest games coming in 2021. And what I'm yeah. trying to look for is, you know, which, <laughs> which publishers, yeah, basically are, are on top um, of that. And so far, nothing EA ish. Um, one of the more recent things uh, is Bethesda finally officially being part of Microsoft. Uh, this past week and already a lot of those games are going to be exclusive to the xbox platform kind of like what uh we weren't unsure we were unsure of right if if those if xbox is going to be open for everything or they're going to really keep some of that yeah no like i think the the existing games are going to be on the platforms that they're going to be on right still but the a bunch of the games are going to be exclusive to game pass Right, and then I imagine anything new is going to be Game Pass exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. So, which which makes sense. Like, like we knew why they bought Bethesda. They need content. Like, you know, I've content, said this right. before. They need content for for Game Pass, and the feed like is it's going to be an insatiable beast, right? So you need games that people want to play on there. Well, let me ask you this: Is EA too out. big? To be a first party buyout. Is yeah, that- I do. Yeah, like there's been rumors about that kind of stuff, right? But yeah, that's a lot of money to buy in for what though? Maybe, maybe, I don't know, FIFA and Madden and NBA altogether are worth that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm looking at EA. I'm- I've just had shitty years, dude. <laughs> and all I have is my football and soccer game. It's like, that's not sustainable. You're paying a lot more than that, than those two teams. If those two teams are the only one making money every year, like 50% even, right? Even at, at most 50%, uh, that is a problem, isn't it, too? Why are you paying for the other 90% of studios if... Only ten percent of your studio is making actual profit. At one point, I I would feel like, what's my next move to get rid of this? You know, be exclusive to a system. That's what their website because I just forgot all the games that are made for you. There's a game called Rocket Arena that I've never heard of before. No one's heard of anything. That's what I'm saying, dude. They don't have anything. <laughs> They just got so burnt by uh, the Mass Effect team. Plants, Plants vs. Zombies. Shut FIFA, the fuck up. Get out of here. FIFA, Apex Legends. That's it. Madden, NHL, Star Bro. Wars, Star- Squadrons. It's Star basically Wars, Squadrons, FIFA, Star- Madden, and the Respawn team. Like, what else do they have Madden, that's reliable? Bomber, Need for Speed, Hot, Hot Pursuit. Knockout uh, City is on here. The first, very first on here yeah i'm telling yeah. you man they are so primed for uh sell look this is battlefield 2021 it's tech demos dude <laughs> they don't even have anything to show for battlefield 2021 honestly i wouldn't want i wouldn't want ea to get sold in but you know it's it's been such a part of my video game experience for like so long you know what i mean 
Yeah, but think about it. They're very console oriented, right? They've never really been. Yeah, I was playing NBA. I was playing NBA Live '95. You know, mm-hmm. and of course, I worked there for for a bit. Um, but like, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't you were on NBA Live and 2K teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. damn. But uh, like I worked on NBA Live as part of a an external developer. Mm-hmm. The EA was contracting, but then I also worked on. You know, also worked at EA River Shores on a bunch of other games, right? So yeah, um, yeah, it's they're just they're kind of in a lull right now. You know what I mean? It's been a long lull. What was the last <laughs> big hit, dude? That it wasn't the sport game. Apex. Apex. Was it Apex? So respawn. Yeah. Is there a non-respawn game that's been because Star Wars did well too, right? But has yeah. there been another studio that? That you liked their games, that was it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It feels like a good five, six years where EA has just been the Sims, hitting the Sims below is, the mark. The Sims is also still making, still out there making money hand over fist, right? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, in terms of the games that would get the Brandon Fam seal of approval. Well, look at this, dude. I'm, I've been looking at the, what to look forward to, and even WB games, which is not as big as EA, but at least they've been in the news, right? Mortal Kombat movies coming out. Mortal Kombat game is coming out. The Batman games are pretty exciting. Uh, you know, the Suicide Squad game. You know, WB seems to be delivering every year with something on on the slate and surprisingly ea has just just, besides respawn besides fifa and madden nothing uh nothing that i can really think of and i just really feel like they are maybe positioning themselves for a buyout at this point yeah well you're picking on ea like this but like i also kind of feel similar with with ubi you know what i mean ubi what ubi people is doing stuff what was what was the last? Uh, I feel like they Valhalla, just released something. Valhalla did really well, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Far Cry Far Cry Six is it? Is 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 coming out soonish? Hopefully, Division Two didn't that just came out? Division, Division not just, but I think it came out a while back. But, um, okay. But like a lot, yeah, a lot of their games are just like the same old thing, you know. And I, but I really enjoyed playing Phoenix uh, Immortal, right? Like, what is it called? Phoenix Immortal Rising, I think this was called, or Immortals Phoenix Rising. Immortals Fe- Phoenix Rising, that's what it's called. What game is this? And I really enjoyed playing that, where it's really just it's it's Assassin's Creed, really. Um, but they were like, okay, let's do an Assassin's Creed game, but mix it with Breath of the Wild and do a lot of what Breath of the Wild does, put it in a cartoony style uh, and just let's just have fun. Right? And the game is a fun game to play, super well polished, good dialogue like, and it has not sold, didn't get enough um, marketing, in my opinion, like, like you, you're literally like, I don't know what this game is, uh, <laughs> right? And uh, and it's just a fun game. Single player? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Have you? Well, I, I, game think that, coming out with, I think they're coming out with a multiplayer mode or a co-op mode or something like that. But yeah. Well, I was just talking to someone about this other game. Um, any game, procedural game, the Valheim. Have you played the Valheim games? No, I haven't played it. Yeah, it's it's the hot thing right now. It's the hot thing right now. Any small team procedural, uh, hashtag, uh, hashtag open me. world. Hashtag made with unity. Made, oh, is it made with five million copies sold? Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, you know, graphics look like shit, but I guess it's all about the gameplay and. Uh, so that's what games are about. about I know, right? But that is what I'm saying. Like the games that got released in pandemic uh, often did pretty well. Um, people were just giving it more of a chance, and uh, in a very much the same way that we saw, we see big companies kind of struggling during this whole thing. Uh, a lot of studios are missing that opportunity you know originally was set to release this year or this last year had to be pushed back uh for for many reasons uh because biggest studios are harder to kind of maneuver and and a thousand different things right yeah uh and with that being said i you know remote working is here to stay in some capacity and i like to pick on ea let's just keep picking on them (laughs) And maybe one of the major reasons why we don't hear any best of 2021 EA games is because they're everything got postponed, right? <laughs> so their 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 bad maybe. problem before the pandemic, which were releasing bad games day one, uh, have just become worse in my opinion. Like, <laughs> how how are studios publishers like that are are going to get around this? Uh, do you think? Uh, well, because... I, I don't. I, I don't think for like a lot of those big video game companies that remote work is here to stay. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're just going to get everybody back in the office again. When oh, you you think like a company like EA that what is struggling yeah. and struggling more, they're going to make everyone one hundred percent go back? Yeah, and I think the, the, there's companies that kind of had to like send laptops to every employee, or or had to set up um, set up VPN or our Cisco WebEx and all this kind of stuff, right? But yeah, they're they're 100 percent going to get everybody back in the office, like when when and it's safe to do so. Like I don't That's think allow, I don't think it's gonna be like Facebook or Google where they're like, hey, we'll we'll just let you work for anywhere in the world, right? Like, no, I don't think these video game companies are gonna are going to allow that. Um, well that sucks sucks for ea people oh my god look at this this is even more sad what's this coming soon games from ea uh there's your plant vs zombie which you talked about it takes two okay there's one game indie-ish I'm gonna be interested in that. That's the same guy. That's the same thing. Yeah, this is no one you know in your trouble. The legendary edition uh, remastered. (laughs) I gotta look at the quality of that. Lost and random. Yeah. What is it? Is this any good? It looks great. It looks really good. Um, It's from the indie game, right? I think it's from the same folks that did. I don't know how to pronounce it. Faye or Effie or Faye. Yeah, I think it's from those eight folks. I might be wrong. War style. Yeah, man, that's the play, dude. Any games. 
any games is gonna want gonna change the landscape, man. It's the only way to make games going forward. Lots, lots, lots of random was also made made in Unity as well, by the way. But, um... Well, what's the hottest game in twenty twenty one that's coming out that's made in Unity that you know of? Oh, it's obvious. Uh, um, shout out to Oddworld Soulstorm. Ah, uh, Soulstorm. <laughs> Oddworld Soulstorm, man. Like, have you? They, they just did a trailer, uh, a new trailer, uh, running on PS Five, and it looks fantastic. Soulstorm went through Section Studios at one point, um, and that main guy was pitching it to us. And he was looking mm-hmm. for like a external developer to work on that. Right. And it was cool. I mean, like the guy was very original and mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of potential for this game because not a lot of people know about it. And it seems very new to those who don't know about it. They have a high, they have a high quality bar. Um, looks really good. Yeah. It looks, it looks great. This guy right here. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren. Lauren Manning. Right. Yeah, it's a great IP, obviously, man. Uh, very easily they can sell this idea to Netflix and get it like an animation going and mm-hmm. merchandising is very easy. It's very you just skip through. You just skip through the gameplay video. You're just like, oh, skip, skip, skip. Terrible. Going through. I, mean, I don't want to see this guy talking. About <laughs> there you go. No, let's go, cool, man. Yeah. Cool side scroller. Actually, I, love actually, side I don't scroller. even. Is, is that the most recent one? Is that the one from State of Play? Uh, no, this is last yeah, year. No, yeah, no, you need to see the State of Play video. That's the one that's uh, it's very good. Okay, I'll put some volume up. Orn Lanning, creative director of our newest game, Odyssey. They've it's always slick, known slick you would come. And- do you Dope know why you have Soulstorm? Crazy stuff happening. Of Abe, accidental hero turned unlikely leader of an emergency. Yeah. Is this the game that is pushing a lot? Battle through weird for unity environments in an effort to escape the all powerful. Wait, uh, this game's doing game. a lot. Here it is. Right. <laughs> we really wanted to bring this world it's just a, to life. It's a really nice. Two point nine D platforming. Which adds 2.90. <laughs> 60, 60 FPS video, too, bro. Oh, that's nice. Very cool. As you'll now I like. Feel Abe's heartbeat in high alert and suspenseful situations. I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to be. Um, there are well over one thousand. Super biased on this one, but uh, it's a good. It's, it's good. I think it's gonna be good. So. so what's what's the what's your outlook? Right. Let's just go for the next. Next month, we'll still be in the pandemic, but the next couple months, we're going to be out of it, right? Yeah, I think so. Or, we or have, these, we're going to be transitioning out of it. And, you, and I was kind of surprised to hear that you think EA is going to go completely 100%. Like, um, do you think yeah. the bulk, a good portion of the industry is going to go that way? Yeah, I, I, think, I think there's still a large a large um, bunch of folks that are like, you know, video games is a creative process. It's a collaborative process. We have to be together. We have to be able to talk about ideas and, and do so effectively. Right. And so like, I a hundred percent think 
think uh, folks will be back in, back in the office at most video game companies. I think a big portion, I do agree. Um, the pandemic did not help. <laughs> and they did not, they did not uh, figure out the remote work thing. I think a lot of studios are, yeah. are struggling, uh, um, hitting their deadlines on time and people just, yeah. just dropping the ball on in every department, every discipline, every de- deadline. Yeah. Uh, I think on an individual level, people are enjoying it, but in reality, bigger teams are just, they can't do it, which is the sad part. But you, you do agree that if there is, if you are a talent and for some reason, you know, you don't want to move that the, the, the role is still open to you or are you saying that game development is too hard to keep doing that even for special people? I don't, I don't know. I, I think some folks, some folks have found um, remote gigs and as, as in all sorts of disciplines, programmers and contractors and all sorts of, all sorts of gigs, they found remote roles. Right. But I don't know if, if the pandemic has made that more prevalent or not in, in relation to the video game industry, at least um, in relation to tech industry. Yes. Like there's been, you know, there's been companies straight up saying we're going to hire people no matter where they are in the world. Um, but video game industry, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Right. Is there a state of play game that I should play right now? <laughs> I, I haven't seen any of these yet. State of play. Um, I have to get a PS5 first before I even, you know what I mean? Uh, are those still unavailable everywhere? Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to another game that's on here though, uh, Zenith, Zenith: The Last City, I believe. Um, a friend of mine, a friend of mine is the CTO over at that company. Oh shit! Where Zenith? Yeah, it's probably near yeah. the bottom. No one's looking at it. <laughs> it's a VR. It was part of VR. State of Play. Yeah, it's part of State of Play. It's a VR game, VR MMO. Right, yeah, so it was yeah. like it was near the top actually. It was near the top. It was like the, the fifth video, the latest PSVR trailers. Oh, what I've been doing. All right. Before we go off, I can't believe we skipped this. So many things happen in a month where I just forget about it. The the hologram or uh the Microsoft thing. They came out with the trailer, uh an update basically. The HoloLens? I I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, let me play it for you, bro. So Microsoft came out of the uh, darkness with their HoloLens project with an update. And uh, it's one of those typical, you know, the potential. But mm. I thought this project was dead <laughs> or just mainly for military use. Uh, so I was surprised to kind of see this come out March 2nd, about 10 days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were showing all these neat little tricks of and promises of AR technology. Yeah. And the glasses definitely look more lightweight. It looks cooler. Um, and they're definitely... Uh, <laughs> I know, that's a dream. That's a pipe dream right there. But they're definitely uh, really emphasizing the remote working aspect which I feel uh, a lot of people now appreciate more. Well, I think, no, I think really what they're promoting more so than that is, mm-hmm. is what a lot of people that are really big into AR see the, the, the potential for AR 
is presence, right? Like, mm-hmm. like shared environment and shared presence. Um, and how you can work collaboratively. Yeah, you can work collaboratively like while you're not in the same space, but then bring bring the space, have a common space that you can work in, right? And so then you feel like you're present, right? That's one of the the huge promises of of, of AR technology and mixed mixed reality, right? But really, is how many years is this <laughs> that they're showing and promising? I mean, yeah, I mean. I mean the, this I one seems there's examples. Yeah, there's there's examples of this stuff like kind of like we're in the beginning of this, right? There, there's there's shared space demos that you can that you can try right now today, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so the tech is just gonna, is only going to get better and better and better, right? It's a huge. It's a like the potential is there, um, and it's really it's really up to the content creators to be able to get the right tools in order and the right hardware in order to really come up with the right experiences. Right. Yeah. If you're listening to this, we're just watching the, the trailer. Um, They showed things with the shared spaces. Like you're talking about where AR there, you're you're working alongside someone, you're doing Iron Man stuff where you're playing with holograms. uh, And, a doctor kind of consulting you. <laughs> uh, these are definitely responses to what their living situation is now, which is remote work being our primary way to work. Sure, um, but this is also but this is also what Mark Mike marketing. Mark, yeah. No, this no, this is also what Mark Zuckerberg has, uh, has said for for VR and AR at Facebook as well, right? Like um, shared experiences, shared presence. You know, um, well, who's closer? I feel like I see, with Facebook, Oculus Quest Two is practical. It's here. I we can see that it's actually doing something. Hololens have just been this marketing <laughs> demo, one after another, right? So I don't know where they are with that technology. I, I would say their their glasses is a lot sexier. I love that look. It mm. seems like it's getting lighter, which is what I like. But there's nothing. It's a piece of plastic to me right now, right? At least with the Quest Two, you can see the progression. I mean, no, you could buy you could buy a Hololens right now. It just costs a lot, right? Yeah, but I, so, so I really doubt really, that what they're showing is what we're going to be seeing, right? All this. Yeah, it's the, it's not really trick. it's not really a it's not really a, a consumer device, right? But the, notice in the video, they're showing people there with a Surface Book and right. and a Surface Tablet, and so so. You know, they're they're kind of stretching out the AR more than just HoloLens. It's all the Microsoft devices, uh, potentially, that can uh, give you a view into like a mixed reality type of world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Um, I, I see what they're trying to do. Basically, put it that way. I see what they're trying to do, and and all that will have with HoloLens is the cost is going to go down over time, right? Sure. Um, and then there, there'll be a point where it's something that you could use as a consumer device, right? But right now, industrial, automotive, commercial uses is is opportunities all over the place there in, in those in those spaces, right? Yeah. To kind of reiterate, though, Facebook's closer to this than Microsoft is, right? 
I don't know, man. Microsoft could have been just, or not could have been, they have been um, just in the cut, just just working on this stuff um, at a commercial level, right? So I have a feeling that they've been doing a lot of mixed reality stuff for a while now, right? So they probably have a lot of good experience with it um, and are just like constantly improving it, right? Guess so, man. Maybe. 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 All right. One last question, right? Um, I'm sure you've seen the Tom Cruise stuff. The who? The Tom Cruise deep fake. Where, uh, let me show it to you. I think I have seen it. I think somebody was talking about it. Yeah, this past week, like this Tom Cruise, very realistic, like full on conversation with this impersonator and it's been very super convincing right and this is a technology that's been progressing so vast so fast uh the past year and two right Mm -hmm. is there any application that we see there besides the instagram stuff two games that you feel like is any of this stuff ever going to make it to games I don't know because I, I think right. I don't know much, but I thought like right now it's just kind of doing it through uh, through video, right? Right. Um, and that's and this probably because it's our pre-recorded view. Why I can like analyze the video and then, or does he do it in real time? I can't remember. Well, that's what I'm asking. Like the real time stuff. Yeah. I've, I've uh, no, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea how this stuff works. Like I haven't I haven't been paying no attention to it. Because look, dude, like how great is that? You know, if you play RPG and you can avatar your face and it works. Um, yeah. And but we're also, always also, a little behind, right? But but there's a reason why whenever you see defake, it's always a famous person. Right. It's recognizable. Well, not just recognizable, like there's there's a lot tons of, data. of video, there's a lot of data of that person's face. <laughs> right. Yeah, but what well, I mean uh, the natural <laughs> narcissistic side of me is like I want to be in my fighting game <laughs> and I would sit there all day just doing all Dude, the types of bullshit all day do, doing different poses and different facial expressions different, say different phrases and different words and record yeah, it all yeah, and then upload it to upload it to a neural net so that you can learn yeah man. Uh, hell yeah <laughs> yeah maybe maybe uh, but yeah I, I don't know man I don't know like I actually did, I did a, what is it? Uh, game face or whatever it's called in like 2k, um, 2k 20, I think it was. And I just did it on my phone, moved the phone around my face and, and what they put in the game was pretty close. Um, you know what I mean? Like it was, I was like, Whoa, of course it wasn't as good as this, this fake stuff, right? But like, yeah, who knows? It's, uh, it's interesting for sure. Yeah. It's very interesting. And that's why I'm surprised that I haven't seen a game equivalent of it yet. I mean, this has been kind of killing it on YouTube and now Instagram and social media. And I, I'm surprised no one has taken that extra step of uh, gamifying it, you know, doing a real time version of that. And I thought that's what you and your nerds and programming uh, do on the side. You know, it's like, how do we take that technology? Because the practical use of it is very natural to what we're trying to do with the VR and AR stuff, right? Just, just 
trying to simulate a, a shared workspace. And what's a better way to do that but real-time face of someone? Yeah. And all they need to provide is just the audio feed, you know? Um, whatever is a cheaper way of doing it, sure. But I think there's, you know, the hologram doesn't have to be an exact... Yeah. I just, it's I just like an avatar right, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I think right now the deep fakes run off of a video, right? Like that yeah. you take a video, you, you put it through the thing and it will it'll put a face in there. Um, so I don't think it is actually something that can be um, applied in real time right now. Um, but you never know. Yeah. Well, the only thing that makes me feel that we are closer is like that snapchat shit that you see right where they swap faces and yeah yeah, the filter are pretty fucking they're real time and they're really convincing right and i'm just kind of waiting that light switch moment where people are doing with games i just it's weird not to see it yet because i feel like usually games are really on top of that um in this past year of anything this deep fake stuff has have progressed so much where um what are we doing, guys? <laughs> well, are we letting these guys beat us. Yeah. Well, apparently, I, I stand. I stand corrected, and there is there is some examples of there's some open source programs that you do deep fakes on live video, so so Shit. in real time, in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there was something on Snapchat that did something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. All right. That's that stuff is just coming online, like this year or at least it seems to be picking up steam this year well the reason why i brought that up is this past year there's so many like cgi version of celebrities in these old roles like star wars right with luke Mm -hmm. and they do such a poor job uh uncanny valley shit that I haven't felt like they nailed it. And then they do a deep fake online. Someone does it in their home computer and it looks way better. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Right? I, had a, they, I, had a, I had a, I had a, a spirited discussion with, with a friend of mine about the, the Skywalker thing. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause I was like, I was like, nah, like it wasn't, it wasn't looking too right to me. Right. Yeah. It was off. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and he, and of course, you know, some folks are just, diehard Star Wars fans, so they were defending it to, to the death. Uh, like, you can not say anything bad about it because because it's it's Star Wars and it's Luke Skywalker, right? Um, but yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'll show you this, right? This is where I... And this they did this with the Irishman. The Irishman famously with uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, all those guys, right? Yes. Yeah, they did. they did it without face on their dots. I mean, dots on their faces, right? They just did it yeah. Uh, like acting, and that was well, one of they, the technologies. Well, they, did, they just did the uh, uh, aging, like the uh, de aging, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah right. So they did it without any crazy prosthetics or anything. They just did it all in post, and the actors didn't have to wear anything, right? So that was a huge step. But it was a little off. Everything was still off, and they did the same thing, right? They did some some kid in in their basement did a date fake version, and it looked way better then yeah. all the millions of dollars that this guy spent uh and here's another comparison right the right is deep fake we're watching luke in the mandalorian yeah. and fucking deep fake looks way better than the doll face version of cg um 
Yeah, the left one looks like a PS2 version of Luke Skywalker. Well, no, I won't go that far. Like, for real, for real. <laughs> to me, it feels like it. No, for real, it's 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 a marvelous feat in like CG. Like it's it's good, right? But there's just something about it that was off to me. I think it was the mouth movements. I was just kind of like, uh. it's the eyes, man. It's yeah. the eyes, the the color. It's he's way too tan. It just why is he way too tan? Uh, no, no. Like, th- there's some natural lighting that feels right with the character on the right, right? Um, where this one, he just has too much specular going on his face. He is way too tan. <laughs> uh, and he has that digital eye thing. It's always in the eyes. But it, it just really uh, disheartening to s- keep seeing examples of this where someone in the garage is doing a better job than a professional whose whole and job is about doing that who do you say it's someone in the garage it could be another professional sure but they don't have the million dollar device and set that this guy has <laughs> i mean this is definitely a garage version of whatever this is in terms yeah. of production quality but this result looks better. Uh, and I, I myself don't understand it just yet of how they do these things. I just know it's just deep fake and that's it as far as I explore. But it, it just comes to show like, hey, man, there's something to this with games that um, I'm, I'm sad. I, I was hoping to see more of that during the pandemic where a game studio or something is applying this tech. But as far as I know, no one is. Um. Oh, looks. This one's really good right here too. Where they put Han, Han Solo original Harrison Ford uh, over the uh, the Solo Star Wars movie, <laughs> basically overwriting that actor's face. Look at how good that looks, dude. It looks literally <laughs> him, dude, in that movie. Yeah, I think this still looks. That stuff still looks a bit off to me. Yeah, but for what it is. Yeah, yeah. An afternoon, dude. It looks so good. Look at that. So you're like, it's an afternoon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Versus how much time this guy spent, right? It, dude. It <laughs> Which is scary, right? Someone can deep fake you one day, right? And say shit. On this podcast that you don't mean to yeah, say. Right. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. You, you don't. You don't need me on here no more. You just get some. <laughs> it was just me, just me fake. talking to myself. Just but like, it up. Yeah. But this is all AI driven, right? Um, mm-hmm. he, so this is a basics of a lot of pictures of the person, <laughs> and then AI drives how it works, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically, you know, takes it and, and compose and basically composes the face from different, from different, uh, different angles, source, source images, right? And, and yeah. So what? Why? Why? Why aren't we seeing this on the game side more? What? what what's stopping us? It, it's just a designer well, not not thinking about it yet, or what? Well, I, w- I would imagine that maybe uh, a big part of that would be the actual um, actual execution time of of the algorithm could be 
could be something that blocks that. I don't I don't know enough about it to really be talking um, talking intelligently about it, but I can say that it's probably something like that, right? The actual performance of the of the model, right? And then and you know, usually when you see deep fig videos, always like it's always one face, right? Mm. Um, if you wanted to do more more faces, like what is what is that, right? I just want one face, man. I just want my my own face on the main character of the game <laughs> that I'm playing, and I think that's dope. Yeah, and also like at the high quality that these things are are, are at, um, video games aren't rendering at that quality just just yet. Uh, so it might be a little uncanny, uncanny valley if you if you have a really nice looking Brandon Fam sitting there looking at you, and the rest of the world is kind of still. At the quality that we expect today. So look at that dude. It's Toby McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, That's That's, That's better than all the CG houses trying to do it in CG. You just have a actor and then you just copy paste a face. You don't need to pay high dollars anymore. You just do what you need to do ah anyways um that, that's it man uh, i i want to <laughs> we went through a bunch of news and last month was eventful and I'm, I'm glad to hear that um we're almost around the corner with this stuff uh i am very curious to see if you're right where a lot of offices are going to be back back in business 100% of the time and only a select a few gets to keep doing remote. Um, my gut feeling says you're right, but my heart hopes that it's not true because I think a lot of developers are enjoying that extra time uh, and, and wants that choice if it is there. Yeah, yeah. And EA still sucks, so... <laughs> Prove me wrong, listeners. Send me something that's worth giving a damn for the next year. I don't see anything, which is very off. Yeah. I think yeah. for EA to to take a pause, basically. Well when that game comes out, you should you should check out that dodgeball game, I guess. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> god, dude, stop. You know it's in trouble, right? You know it's in trouble. The maker of freaking Battlefield just, is putting just... a dodgeball game well, it's it's page. a EA it's a EA original title, right? So it's it's an external developer that's being published. By yeah, I, I sure hope so that they're not copying but, it off or remastering something. That, but I would dumb. say I, the little short time I played it, I, I, enjoyed, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. So yeah, oh go get your COVID <laughs> shot, dude. <laughs> You're losing your mind. You're losing touch. This this is how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. All right, man. Well, Ray, thank you for joining. Coming back to another roundtable news episode. For those who disagree who or agree, uh, feel free to leave your comment in the comment section or in the Discord channel. Thanks all. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail feature, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody